On today's Bible study podcast, we'll see what Jesus means when he says that he is the bread of life, and we'll open up the beginning of one of the hardest teachings that Jesus ever gave, starting now. Welcome to another edition of Bible Study Podcast. I hope this Friday after Thanksgiving finds you well. I'm your host, Justin, and I'm glad to be with you tonight. I'd like to start out by saying thank you to all of you for your patience and and the kind words you've emailed me as I've gone through my latest and hopefully my last bout with computer difficulties. We all know that the immense amount of technology available to us can be great help, but, but when it goes bad, it really puts us in a bind, so... Thankfully, the worst is behind us, and hopefully it's behind us for good. So, uh, if you too would like to contact me for any reason, whether it be for questions, concerns, prayer requests, or just to get in touch, you can do so by emailing me at BibleStudyPodcastJustin at gmail.com. I love hearing from you, so drop me a line and I'll be glad to get right back to you. Also, I'd like to remind you to stay tuned to BibleStudyPodcast.org, which is the home of Bible Study Podcasts, as Toby looks to be making a big announcement pretty soon, so so be watching to see what will come next. I'd also like to mention to those of you who have contacted me asking how you can help BibleStudyPodcast.org, the best person to ask is Toby, who can be reached at cleanslate.ministries at hotmail.com, and he'll be glad to direct you and lead you to wherever you can be of help to this ministry. Uh, with that being said, I, I want to you all to know that I'm glad you're here. I'm glad that you can be with me again tonight, and and I hope we can open our study today with a word of prayer. So let's do that. Lord, thank you for another day where we can work and play and study the creation that you have given us. Help us to turn to you and awaken our minds to study your word. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Now last time we worked all the way to John 6, verse 35, and ended there, somewhat bluntly, just kind of for time's sake. Well, today we want to go back to verse 35, just for a second, and pick up the action once more, as Jesus is teaching the people after he has just fed the 5,000 men and crossed the Sea of Galilee, triggering this image of a new exodus that we've been talking about for a couple weeks now. But he has taken issue with this matter of bread and has decided to use bread as his object lesson. As we may remember from verse 35, going to the extent of calling himself the bread of life. In fact, let's go ahead and read verse 35 once more. It reads, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. As we mentioned last week, this is the first of Jesus' I am statements which are found in John's Gospel. In this statement, Jesus has basically told the people, those Jews that have followed him, that number one, he is the bread of life. Number two, whoever comes to him will not hunger. And number three, whoever believes in him will never thirst. So having said this, Jesus will begin to unpack for us what it means that he is the bread of life. But he will begin by giving the people the reason that he must explain it to them in verse 36, which reads, But I said to you 
that you have seen me and yet do not believe. So Jesus must explain to the people because they see him but they don't believe in him. Now if I could just kind of interject something here. I think it is important that we realize why Jesus is explaining what he means by calling himself the bread of life. He must explain it because the people see him but do not believe in him. So many times people in our day, people in our time do the same thing. You know, we see Jesus in scripture. We hear about him in church. We talk about the historical Jesus, but we do not believe in him. And so I think this is crucial to us as readers today as we notice that we're in the same boat as the people on the site were. But having given the reason for why he needed to explain the analogy to the people, Jesus begins to open up his explanation in verses 37 to 40 by explaining why he came and showing them how that is the reason they will never hunger or thirst anymore. So let's read verses 37 to 40. All the that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will certainly not cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who has sent me, that of all that he has given me I lose nothing, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in him will have eternal life, and I myself will raise him up on the last day. Verse 37 gives us an interesting picture of how salvation truly works. The Father calls people out and gives them to the Son, showing God's sovereignty in the matter. But those who are called out go to the Son, showing man's free will and responsibility to respond to the call of God. And the Son declares that he will never cast that person out, giving the believer security. It's quite a beautiful picture as we see a glimpse of the fact that God calls, yet man is responsible to follow on his own choice. Now after showing how a person is saved, Jesus takes us through the reason he has come. He tells the people that he has come not for his own will, but rather to do the will of the Father who sent him. Now the obvious question that pops up in my mind is exactly what Jesus tackles next. Well if you've come in the Father's will, what is the Father's will? Well, there's a twofold answer that Jesus gives us in verse 39 and 40. First, it is the Father's will that Jesus will not lose any that the Father has given him, but that he will raise them up on the last day. Now, this is a reference to the resurrection of our bodies when Christ comes back for us. Now, the second thing is it is the Father's will that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in him will have eternal life, and that Christ will raise them up on the last day. You see, in both cases, the end goal is that Jesus will raise up those who believe in him. It is the resurrection to come that will give the people life eternal. It is that resurrection that assures us that we will never hunger or thirst, but instead we will live forevermore. Now, having given the first explanation to the people, the people begin to confer upon one another, and, and they take the grumbling about what Jesus says, as we'll read here in verses 30, 41 and 42. Excuse me. Now, I find it interesting that the part Jews take issue with is the fact that Jesus has claimed to come down from heaven. Let's go ahead and read verses 41 and 42, and we'll see what I'm talking about. Therefore, the Jews were grumbling about him because he said, I am the bread that came down out of heaven. They were saying, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down out of heaven? You see, they take issue with this. They... 
they begin to grumble about and kind of talk amongst themselves about how can he claim to come down from heaven? You know, after all, isn't he the son of Joseph? Don't we know his family? Don't we know where he came from? How can he say that he has come from heaven? To say that you've come from heaven is to say that you are God. You know, this is exactly what we were talking about earlier in John 1. To say you've come from heaven, to say you've seen God, is to make a claim that you, in fact, are God. Because only God could come from heaven to earth. Now, it should be noted that I I believe the Jews are kind of right in this method of attack. Now, I don't think they're... (laughs) The reasoning is right. They're not right because Jesus is God. But their method is as good as you can get. This whole claim lies in the truth of one statement. Is Jesus truly God? Is he divine? I think this is why John has labored as hard as he had thus far in the gospel to show us how Jesus has acted as God. How he has claimed divinity. How he's really worked to equate Christ with God. Because the Jews are right. If Jesus is not God, this is all a bunch of hogwash. Now, if I might just mention this as a side note, beware when you deal with members of cults or with skeptics, for this is usually the same route that they will take. In fact, they must take. They must knock down the fact that Jesus is God. Because if he is God, then what he says is true, and that means that you must believe in him in order to have eternal life. So remember when you deal with people of false religions or cults, that their first attack will be at the divinity of Jesus. So be prepared. But Jesus does not take this grumbling lightly. As he first responds to the grumbling in verses 43 and 44, and then gives further explanation in verses 45 to 47. So let's go ahead and read verses 43 and 44. Jesus answered and said to them, Do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up on the last day. Now he answers them by saying, Hey, chill out. Don't grumble amongst yourself. Why, you may ask. Well, no one comes to me unless the Father draws them. And then I'll raise them up on the last day. Again, we see the twofold emphasis here that is given to the people again and again. God calls the people to himself. And if they follow that call and believe in Jesus, he will raise them up on the last day. He will give them the resurrection of life. In other words, we're beginning to see how this works, how Jesus is the bread of life. For when people believe in him, he will raise them up and give them life everlasting. Now with his answer given, Jesus goes on to explain to the people how it is that he can even say this. So let's read verses 45 to 47 to see this explanation. And it is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught of God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes has eternal life. So Jesus quotes from Isaiah 54:13, which is from a passage often called the Song of Salvation, which comes through the suffering suffering servant. That whole verse reads, All your sons will be taught of the Lord, and the well-being of your sons will be great. Now, quoting this verse, Jesus tells the people that they shall be taught of God, and all who are taught of God, and hear, which could be better stated as understand, and learn from the Father, will come to Him. In other words, if you've learned from God, if you've learned the truth, you will come to Jesus. 
he stops to show his authority further by saying, No one's seen the Father, but the one who's from God. Reiterating a point that has been repeated throughout John's Gospel. Now I think this point is emphasized because of the implications of it. Only one who's God can see the Father. No one else has seen the Father because they're not God. In other words, if you could see God, you would understand this because you would see who I am. You would see that I am in fact divine. Now I think this emphasis is exactly why in verse 47, Jesus comes across so strongly in saying, If you believe, you'll have eternal life. If you believe that I am God, you'll have life eternal. That's it. Now having explained his authority, Jesus clarifies all this in verses 49 to 51. So let's read on. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread which comes down out of heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever, and the bread also which I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. In other words, Jesus is saying, in case you have not gotten it yet, here's what I'm telling you. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. It was only temporary relief of their hunger. But I'm giving you bread from heaven, bread which one may eat and won't die. And that bread is me. I came from heaven. If you eat of me, you will live forever. This bread that I give is my flesh. Now, whoa, what is he saying? Is he saying that we're to become cannibals? That we're to literally eat his flesh? Well, no. <laughs> No, he's telling the people that he is giving his flesh so that they may believe. You see, the people were not aware of this at this point. But Jesus already knew that he had come to die. He knew that it took his death on a cross to make it possible for the people to have life eternal. It's his death which makes the payment for our sins and saves us from the hell that we deserve. And so, Jesus clarifies them by telling how he is the bread of life. It's because he will lay his life down that they may have life. Now, as is often the case so far in our study of John, I simply just can't help but give notice of the application that lies right here in front of us with this passage. Yeah, and, and I know a lot of you who have been consistent listeners of the podcast are probably wondering, why, why do I hit this so hard? Why do I continuously give the same application? But I think it's because it's what John is wanting us to see. I think he's wanting to see that there is a question that is burning. It must be answered. Do you know Christ? Do you believe in Him? Do you trust that His death on the cross assures you, if you trust in Him, that your sins are paid for and you are forgiven? Now, if not, I want to encourage you to talk to a pastor. Talk to a Christian friend. Email me. Email Toby. Whatever it takes. But do something. Find out. For God calls you. And as we read today, it says the Father literally calls men unto Jesus. If He's calling you today. If you, you look at yourself and you say, Man, I, I am a sinner. I, I'm just, I can't get out of it. I'm a sinner. I need help. I need a Savior. His Word says, All you need to do is believe in Him. Believe that His work on the cross paid for your sins. Trust in Him. Repent. Turn to Him as your Lord. 
So I want to encourage you, seek out help. Seek out those who will lead you and guide you in that path. And don't let the day end with a question lingering over you. Until we meet again, friends, may God bless and keep you. Go by it.